What's up, y'all? This is Dever. And this is Charday. And this is Real Love with the Lees. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Real Love with the Lees. What's up, everyone? We made it back. <laughs> we definitely, definitely made it back. I don't <laughs> know if we fully back, but we made it. We made it. It's been a long weekend. It's been a really, really long weekend. Yeah, definitely. We, we've been trying to get these out, working on them every weekend. Um, and just so happened, it fell on our son's birthday this weekend, so... Um, dealing with his party and trying to make all the arrangements for that. We tried to make it work, y'all, but uh, we're back now making a third episode, so Mm -hmm. let's do it. So uh, I guess we can give a little recap of the weekend. Sure. So um, this weekend was Preston's third birthday. So as always, I don't think I'm going to do too much, and I end up doing too much. Um, I think that's every mom's like, like, I guess journey is like, you think you're going to, Hey, it's quarantine. So you think small and intimate and I think it was intimate from, uh, uh, who we invited, but decorations, I, I always just end up just, just going overboard. I told you, you and your mom need to be, uh, event planners or decorators or something. Cause I just don't know. I mean, if you go and look at the photos on social media from what we posted, I mean, you would have thought we paid somebody. I mean, you did really good on those. Thank you. But, yeah, I, I always get to a point where I'm like, I just did too much. But he loved it. So, it was loved rewarding and, and seeing him happy. And, yeah, especially since it was Spider-Man. Uh, and it was Spider-Man, baby. <laughs> Preston meets Spider-Man. Yeah. So, it was an enjoyment from that standpoint. And so, we had, we I started kind of decorating on Friday night. Right. His party was on Saturday. Right. Um, and so we had family, just really family. Yeah, really family, his godparents, their kids, yeah. uh, which is actually your cousin. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Jessica. Yeah, definitely. Jessica she made Marcel. his t-shirt. So a lot of people see me tag her. She made his t-shirt for his birthday. Yeah, we really appreciate the love and support on that. You know, it it's tough to figure out who you're going to invite to a party during these times because mm-hmm. you don't want to make it a big crowd. So just having... A few other people that came, mm-hmm. like that made a big difference in our day, but also in Preston, just having a great time. So, yeah, so his party was on Saturday, but um, his birthday is was actually Monday. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the zoo. Right. And then ate his favorite thing, which is pizza. Pizza. Yep. Um, and I had a then... whole day planned out. <laughs> and by the time we got done eating pizza and going to the zoo, I'm sitting over there asking you, like... Okay, what else we gonna do? Yeah, what we gonna do? I was like, well, maybe Legoland, or maybe we'll go to the Children's Museum, or... I was just trying to think of a whole bunch of things just to keep the day busy. And when you gave him that cookie... Yeah, it was sitting, Peace Place got a cookie. It was sitting on his lap. He was knocked out. Knocked out. With a piece of cookie <laughs> in his hand. Knocked out. So, he had a really good day. Not not that he needed any more toys, because he got a ton, but... A ton. Took him to Target... Yeah, he picked out one one final toy for the weekend, and yeah. he is out like a light. So yeah. shout we're out to able my, to shout out to my brother on that one by just supplying a little cash app that we was able to um, 
bless him with getting him a gift. He wanted that Batman toy, so Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he was happy not that about he needed that. anything. He don't need nothing <laughs> else, and I don't even know what to get him for Christmas at this point. But we'll figure that out later. So yeah, it was a good weekend. Of course, after you people who have kids and and do parties. After the weekend, you're exhausted. So, mm-hmm. of course, it's hitting us like a ton of bricks now. But right. um, it was an enjoyment, definitely, to see him enjoy his birthday. Yeah. And, so. you know, you got these hard days during the week when you're working. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, like, you know, you get in the habit of you're saving your money. You're paying bills. You're doing all the responsible things. But just this weekend was like a huge light on what we do every day is worth it. You know, mm-hmm. to see him smile, see him happy. Um, he's only three, so of course we go over the top sometimes mm-hmm. for him. But just looking back on the memories and everything that he has to look at, I mean, it's a beautiful sight. Yeah. So um, I think from here, I think on this episode, um, if anybody doesn't know, Defrick it comes helps come up with the content. He asked for <laughs> my input a little bit, but he normally is the person that comes up with the content. So. Kudos to him for coming up with the great topics. I mean, I feel like we talk about this every time we you know what's are crazy around to me? family yeah, or just but friends. But you know something that's crazy to me? And I, people have asked, like, how are y'all doing on this podcast? Like, how are y'all coming up with these good topics? Literally, y'all, these are topics that we, like Dev just said, like we talk to our moms and our mm-hmm. parents about or like our siblings about right. or when we're around our couple friends or our single friends, these are things that we're talking about to them. Right. So you're literally just literally sitting in on a conversation that me yeah. and Debra may have every day. You right. know what I mean? And the thing is too, is like, I think we kind of expressed that to your parents this weekend. When we was explaining the podcast. Like we're not giving any advice on here. No, I mean, this is straight conversation, no. our experiences. So anything you take from us, I mean, if, Take it with a grain of salt. I mean, this is strictly for entertainment and whatever you take from it. I hope it blesses your life. But for us, it's just sharing our experiences and having that good conversation. Like you said, we always have. So Mm -hmm. it's just a different platform to do it on. Yeah. And I think uh, the, the, I think we might've mentioned this on the first episode, but the, the point of us doing this podcast was to make conversation topics for people to talk about with their families and with their friends and um, just with their spouse or the person they're in love with or right. that they're in a relationship with. In no shape, way, shape, or form, am I trying to be anybody's relationship <laughs> goals, baby? I don't want them responsibilities. I, I, I don't need that weight <laughs> on my back. I'm fine. I got enough. <laughs> so I don't ever want anybody to think that like we think we got the answers to everything because we new to this. But again, we true to this, and right. at the end of the day, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to persuade or put anything out there that is false or that we not living in. So and anything we, that we express to y'all is our truth and just a perspective from what we're doing. They don't make it right, but just just what we're doing and what's working for us. Right, and we're only four years in this. You know, we got our parents with multiple years, twenty plus 30, years, yeah, 20, thirty. Years. You know. Um, so it's it's a blessing to learn from them, and I think us growing up in households with um, both our parents buried that long and still together, um, it only shines light to the experience of what we've seen and what we're experiencing now. So yeah. uh, we just sharing our our experiences on what we've went through or what we see from from out there. Yeah. So 
get off of that tangent <laughs> and going into the episode topic. So the topic for um, today that we're going to talk about a little bit is the one. Mm-hmm. So finding the one, what makes someone the one, challenges, things of that nature. So starting with the first thing that I think we want to talk about is like what makes someone the one? For me, on what makes someone the one, I can only speak to our relationship on this is it's the I always said it's the friendship that starts out mm-hmm. in the relationship for us um, as long as we have that relationship um, to be able to be cool and be able to work through the storms it's a different respect level from just you being my girlfriend or or vice versa you know it's it's an opportunity for us to enjoy each other on a daily basis mm-hmm. um, but through it all we've been through a lot of different experiences that have challenged us um, but we've been able to lean in onto our friendship to make it where it is today yeah I agree with that I think um, for me when we talked about this I think every episode up until this point is like for me that friendship piece is important Mm -hmm. I think for me growing up with uh, it was a blessing for me to have both parents in the household Um, and even my I can just even remember like growing up and seeing my parents friends right um couples that like i grew up knowing like i don't want to say their first name so i'll say their last name the johnsons mm-hmm. or um just a lot of just good people the parkers like right. one thing that they kind of just saw and i always saw with them was they had friendship like right. friendship was everything like they could joke around with each right. other like my mom was one of the one of the wives that could kick it with the guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So that was always important to me of, like, being the wife that could, you know, go out with my husband and his friends and watch the basketball game. Right. You know, or be, be able to invite all the wives and right. all the husbands go. And because that friendship is, is a piece that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think once you have friendship as the foundation, like, nothing comes in between that. Right. And what's so crazy, I mean, I don't know from your past experience, but it sounds like it's similar. It's like, growing up back then, like, it was a lot of relationships or marriages. It wasn't really too many um, relationships that weren't built strong together mm-hmm. on the friendship like you that mentioned. you saw growing up right that we saw growing up and yeah. you know people have their behind the scenes challenges or and whatever. not to say that your, your parents didn't have single friends right you right. know what i mean but for me growing but up, it was respected i think a yes. lot you know back then and, yes, and it's still yes. respected today but my point to that is um you know with us especially being the age we are is like you know, you have, a, you find those couple friends to lean into, but you still got your friends from college that may not be married right now. Right. Um, and luckily with the type of friends we have, everybody respects our relationship and we're able to kick it with them, even if they are single right. and having a good time. But just back then, like you said, it's like you, your friends might, your parents might have had single friends that they were hanging out with, but there was a lot of couples get together. They had kids that mingle with y'all and mm-hmm. uh you was able to build those relationships that y'all were able to lean on each other during the hard times you know yeah. and i think that's something that like even for us i have single friends don't get me mm-hmm. wrong but i think the thing that's like amazing to me is that like my friends don't have no problem being third wheel yeah yeah like my friends will be like hey what you and Deborah doing Right. And we'll come over and kick it. You know what I mean? Right. Or, hey, I'm in town. What you and Deb doing? Let's go get brunch. Let's go. 
And I think that that's important. But also, that, we're open to that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But everybody I think might not be open to. But that. But I think too. I think it depends on the couple as well because some couples are very lovey dovey mm-hmm. and very um, show a lot of affection and, and stuff in front of their like friends you're the third wheel. and make you feel like you're the third <laughs> wheel. Um, but I think because me and you have that friendship foundation, like right. our friends can come kick it, and right. we not. Of course, you might we might give each other a kiss or something like that, right. but it's never anything to make them feel like they are the third wheel. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it's too what what's uh what I think is amazing about our friendships is that we have friends that your friendship with my best friend and my friendship with your best friend right. is totally different. Right. Like your best friend might text me and be like, "Hey sis, what's going on?" Right. And I think that's so dope. Because not everybody has that. And so we we built friendships and we built relationships with friends on our own. And I think that that's dope. Like, I think it's dope that you don't need my help to plan my birthday or get in touch with my friends because you got their numbers and you right, can do that. Sure. You know what I mean? And, so, and, it, and it does help that majority of our friends that we're still cool with together all went to A&M. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. these are our college friends and whether... I was friends with them before I met you. I may have known about them, but you still have that bond, that relationship that um, you can still lean on outside of just our marriage yeah. on being cool with each other. Yeah, so I think that's super dope. So um, the next thing is what what was some challenges or what were some challenges that confirmed you were the one or I was the one? Uh, some challenges, I would say for one, if you could think back to when we first got together, mm-hmm. it was April 15th. Shout mm-hmm. out to me knowing the date. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give myself Brownie that kudos. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got together April 15th, uh, 2013, I believe. Mm-hmm. And when we got together, we that was when we officially made, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. We was having a great time. Spending literally mm-hmm. every day with each other. And I remember you were contemplating, or I don't even know if you were contemplating because you probably already had your mind made up, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we had kind of went through uh, you figuring out if you were going to go ahead and do this internship. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Yep, 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 yep. The internship in, was it Erlanger, Kentucky? Mm-hmm. So Erlanger, Kentucky is really on the outskirts of Cincinnati. It's probably literally 20, 20 minutes 20 away. Minutes. But I don't know the hours, maybe like five, six hours away from Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So I remember us trying to figure out and writing down the calendar and saying, hey, you're going to come down this weekend. I'm going to come down this weekend. And when it all came, it was like our calendar just went out the loop. And I was trying to make sure I went and came see mm-hmm. you, you know, because I didn't really want you on the road coming to Huntsville trying to yeah. travel six hours to see me mm-hmm. so I would definitely go down there probably every other weekend every other two weeks whatever the case mm-hmm. may be and I was coming to see you and uh, I knew then that it was a challenge doing a long distance relationship with that mm-hmm. um, but just my commitment to go see you knew how much it made me reassure how much I cared for you and every time I went there I mean, we college students, but, you know, our parents always look out at us, look out for us on money or mm-hmm. food, whatever the case may be, gas. But, like, you just show love every time I came. Yeah. You know, you always made sure I was okay. Um, always checked on me. You would stay up when I was riding to come see you and staying up uh, as I was riding back. So, mm-hmm. it was just something that I could lean on you on. 
um, and just knew you was that that person I wanted to be with. Yeah, I, I can agree with that because the fact that you cared that you didn't want me traveling and, and you were so protect like we had just just started dating. We went we weren't even together maybe a month. Right. Before I went to that internship. Right. But just that protection, that that safety that I felt, that safety net I felt like I had with you of like, um, ma'am, no, you're not gonna go to roll late. <laughs> um, I'm coming to you, don't even worry about it. Right. Like just just ensuring that like safety of no you don't need to be stopping at gas stations no you don't need to like just that that male security of like and not so not so much in like the not no you not gonna do it right. you know what I mean so I don't want nobody to take it that way but just the caring of I care about you you a woman but also by yourself staying on the phone late. with you yeah you know, staying on the phone with me making sure um, you're good. And so just those things, like, hey, what time are you going to leave? Okay, mm-hmm. make sure you're gassed up. Like, just those checklist things, that, and, and this is going to be cliche of what I'm saying, but the things that I saw my dad do for my mom. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just the things of, like, making sure she was okay, making sure she had money in her pocket, or mm-hmm. uh, you need me to send you, you need me to cash out, you so you can pull cash out. Or, well, we didn't have cash out back then. But just the <laughs> just the, the making sure we could send money right. kind of thing, right. or like, hey, how I'm going to get this money to you, or what you need, or... Um, Ain't that made me feel kind of old saying that, because yeah. even, even back then... We, Speak for yourself, you are was, old. No, Speak listen, we was getting, you had got me, no, we had went to the store and got, what, the Drake CD? Oh yeah. I don't even have a CD player in my car right now, so it's kind of like. Okay, but what you're not gonna do is you're not gonna make me feel old with you. <laughs> Handle that oldness over there on your side, okay? I'm not we taking have, that. We ain't have all that that we got today, right? But just the just the security and making sure I was okay and, right. and we were okay and like also just the insurance of like the assurance of just making sure of like we're gonna make this work, mm-hmm. like. And I think I was. I wasn't really nervous of going to my internship, but I was like, uh, we just got together and I'm going away, so we're going to see how this goes. But the thing that was dope, too, is like, I would make it out of my way to come out there to come see you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in my mind, I'm like, okay, we could do this, do that, whatever. But what was so dope is you always had some type of plans to show me the city, whether it was going to a concert um, whether it was going to a new restaurant, you was just trying, you was just showing me everything, um, making the experience worthwhile. Of course, it was just more to see you, right? Um, but you going out of your way to make sure the weekend was great and something to look forward to every time I came down. It was amazing. Yeah, so that was definitely something that, like, I think that was a trying time. But I'm gonna say what my other trying time was. Go ahead. I think I already know where you go. So for it. those of you who do not know. Derek is a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Rue. And that whole, like, okay, so we went through the whole long distance thing. So y'all got that. I went to the, <laughs> the, the internship. And not only did I go to one internship, I turned around and did another internship. So those were two trying times for, for us on my end. Mm-hmm. But y'all, that process, Jesus... It almost took us out. I don't know. Well, let me speak with me. It almost took me out. I don't even know what process you're talking about. And we ain't got to talk about it in depth. <laughs> <laughs> but just know, there was a time where I was like, sir, listen. I understand you going through a hard time right now. What hard time? However, <laughs> what I need you to know is, I'm going to be here. I'm going to let you do that over there. And I'm going to be here. And Debbie just was like, no, nah, I'm good. 
I'm like, <laughs> no, but I'm not good. Like, <laughs> go do whatever this is that y'all got to do and handle. And when this process is over, I'm going to be here. And he just was determined to be like, no, like, I'm going to make this work. Like, whatever I need to do, I'm going to make it work. And so that determination of, like, going to school, trying to be a member of Omega South Fire, um, at the time and having a girlfriend, making sure I'm giving her time, but I got, so juggling everything. And then I think he still was working yeah, at that year. point. Um, but just that determination of like, nah, I, I'm, I'm going to make it work. We're going to figure it out. Right. Um, was a definitely a pivotal moment for me of like, nah, like we in this for the long haul, like this going to work. So right. that was definitely a trying time for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what process you speak of, uh-huh. <laughs> but going through that time, uh, like you said, it was more so just juggling and managing your time um, with our relationship, um, with also, like I said, it was like my junior going to my senior year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot, you know, a lot of transitions. Everything was new. Um, a lot of changes. A lot of changes, but, you know, I tried to always make sure you were a priority. Um but as well as trying to make sure I took full advantage of my college experience, college experience as well um, during that time. Yeah, so that was definitely one. Um, and then I think the next thing we can talk about is, and I think you we touched even, on you it. You didn't even talk about the challenge of Arkansas. We could talk about that now. Oh, okay, because that was a challenge. <laughs> well, let's talk about that first before okay. we get to this next thing. Okay. Okay, y'all. So, um... We got engaged while I was still in school. I was finishing right. my senior year. Um, I, I had just graduated. You had just graduated. I was still in school, but I was kind of graduating maybe like in two months, three months maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we got engaged. We were engaged. Um, I already had a job lined up mm-hmm. before I graduated, but that was going to cause me to move to Arkansas. And I was already working. And Deb was already working. Right. So. We had to kind of sit down and figure out what we were going to do. But the opportunity that I was given was one that I felt like I couldn't miss out on. And I felt like if I didn't go, I was going to regret it. Right. That's what I always told you. Um, And Deb's thing was like, well, if that's how you feel, then we're going to have to go. And let me just tell y'all, I was already peeping game on Arkansas. (laughs) And uh, if we got any Arkansas listeners, I'm sorry if I shade We apologize in advance. But I had went to Arkansas for a close friend's funeral when I was in high school. And, you know, even though you're going there during a different time, Mm -hmm. um, it was still rough because Arkansas just was, to me, it was just country. But not in a country like a South country. It was country, but you want to know something. And I think I think the Arkansas I had been to yeah. was totally different from the Arkansas we went to. That makes sense. Um, and but the, I just didn't have a good vibe with Arkansas. And the, and the place to make to where sure we were, the place to where we were, it was very small, mm-hmm. and um, it it felt like you lived in a bubble. Yeah. Like everywhere you went, you saw somebody that you knew or that you were familiar with their face because you might have saw him in the hallway at mm-hmm. work and you might not know his name or her name, right. but y'all know of each other. Right. It's almost like campus. Like, hey, I know of you. Right. I might not know you. Right. But that right. kind of thing. Um, and so it was really, that, that whole time frame was tough 
in, in that sense of. Let me tell you when I knew it was bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> if y'all don't know if you remember this, but my parents came to town to visit. Mm-hmm. And, and we had just moved. We had just moved there. And they tried to hype our head up. They tried to hype and say, like, y'all, y'all, got right? y'all got good jobs. Y'all got good jobs. Y'all get paid good money. This is nice. This is a good spot. Hyping. I think y'all can stack our money myself. and really make something from this. So we invited them to town. Was it their first time coming? And only, probably. No, they came for Thanksgiving, I believe. Okay. But this was, I don't remember which correlation, with, what was before, what was after. But anyway, this always stuck I with think me. this came first, yeah. But anyway, so our parent, my parents came to town, and um, we took them around Friday evening when they got there, and was like, "Hey, this is this area." You took get, them to the places to eat, right? Places to eat, mm-hmm. nice little attractions and stuff for what we could make of the area. Mm-hmm. So we get to Saturday. They came on Friday. They came on Friday. Mm-hmm. We get to Saturday. You know, most people are gonna stay Friday, leave out Sunday morning. You know, in the morning or whatever time they get up and start start their day. So we get there, uh, we get to Saturday, and my dad gets up, and I don't remember the time, it had to be like noon, mm-hmm. and I'm looking on my calendar like, okay, we could take them here, we could probably do this spot today. My dad came to us and said, <laughs> yeah, we had a good we time. We had a good time. We'll- but um, we got to get back, and my mom jumped in there and was like, yeah, got to get back for church, I got to sing tomorrow morning or something like that. I'm like, you got to prepare Saturday Evening to sing on Sunday morning. She was like, "Yeah, we can't miss church." Da, da, da. I'm like, "Nah, y'all just don't like it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and ain't hyped us up. You ain't got a lot of us. Hopped us up good because we ain't feeling this either. Yeah, that, that was, was some, that was some trying times there. Yeah, and I think it was just, I think that was also the time frame of like Trump. Oh yeah. And like the the beginning of the, I would call that the beginning of the Trump because that's when the the he was doing the the, the tours and different and stuff. stuff, the yeah. uh, the rallies and stuff. Um, he wasn't the the president yet, Mm-mm. and um, I think that was the first time I was like, ah, we gotta go. Yeah, because we was in such a small town that it was like all the time you saw. The conf- well, that's when the Confederate flag mm-hmm. thing was like a huge, huge, huge. It's still you a know, huge deal. And you know what was tripped me out too is like you saw tons of them. But then at that time, it was just it was a weird. It was a strange time. Yeah, and what tripped me out too was when we went to go see NWA the movie, and mm-hmm. uh, we went there and we just going to have a good time with the movies, just like anybody else excited about it. And I don't know how everybody else coordinated it around the city or um, in other areas or states. But when we got to the movie theater, they was checking bags, purses, yeah. just just because NWA security. came out. And I'm like, yo, like y'all really? Trying, it was just a trying time. Yeah, I really like, being this extra over a black it was just, movie. Like I can remember when I first moved there, and I can remember coming home like after like maybe like my first or second day of work. Mm-hmm. I remember coming home and telling Dev, Dev like, this different mm-hmm. because I can remember I was at, at in the office, walking the hallway. And, and the place where I had got the offer is like, I'm just going to say this. I don't have to say the name of the company. It's the number one retailer in the world. Let me just say it like that. That just tells it right there. And so I wasn't <laughs> going to miss out on the opportunity. So I'm walking the hallway. Um, and, of course, I see another African-American woman. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like, we, okay, black woman, black woman, we in here. Like, mm-hmm. we doing this or whatever. And I, I looked her way to kind of, you know, give her the normal 
black people. Hey, how you doing? Head nod. What's going on? How are you? Good morning. Mm-hmm. When homegirl thought I was going to speak, she turned her head towards the oh, wall yeah, real quick. Like to, that, avoid, yeah. to avoid the fact of like having to speak to yeah. me. And that was when I realized I was like, Right. This, this is different. This yeah. is this is this isn't what I thought this was. And the be. crazy thing is like I really made some good connection and friends up there mm-hmm. and uh, people that couples I, who we're still cool with now. Yeah, actually, yeah. Very much. And um, you know, you met good friends, you've actually made some friends, like you said, we still are cool with today. Yeah. Um, but just on a normal day basis, it was different. It felt like get out, to be honest. Like to it felt like honest, the movie Get Out. Yes. But uh I mean, like I said, it, it was a different, I, I can't even explain it, but if you ask me would I go back now? No, sir. No way. <laughs> no, sir. And I'm so happy that our son was not born now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. I, was I just, a, that was a trying time for our relationship because we were we were still engaged mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, sure was. Um, that was really the first time we were living with each other. Right. Um, of course, I mean, to be honest, we had spent the night, spent the night, maybe. But a couple it's totally times. different. But it's totally different when you live with Especially somebody. Especially when we, how many hours away? Not to mention maybe 13 hours or 12, 13 hours away from Huntsville. Yeah, it was, it was, well, it might have been like 10 or so, but yeah. But you were how many hours away from home at that point? I was about three hours away. Three hours away Which from was home, great for me. Which was really nice. That was the most time I was but able it was to see a shit, my family. But the thing that was tough about that too for me is. You saw how I felt. I got to see how Derek felt because right. I, my family was in Huntsville where we went to college. Right. And so any family gathering and things like that, Dev would just come to the house. Yeah. So I didn't get I didn't get a real taste of not being able to go home mm-hmm. as much. Um, and that was really hard for me because I'm really close with my mom. Right. And so not being able to kind of go home yeah. was like really tough. But in saying all of that, that really built our relationship. Definitely, hundred percent. It made us rely on each other more if than anything. If we would have been here first, I mean, I'm not saying we wouldn't have made it, but we would have been I able to go. You, we would have had different challenges. Well, until you know, when you everybody has their little trying times in a relationship of like maybe a bad argument or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that was amazing about Arkansas is we didn't have nowhere to go. Yeah, you get into it. I remember one time me there and Dev no got bar into I was it. Going to. Me and Dev, <laughs> me and Dev got into it, and then we literally looked at each other and was like, you know, normally people get into it, they be like, I'm just gonna leave for a second, I'm gonna get out the house. Mm-hmm. Man, we looked at each other and was like, where we gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to this other bedroom since we'll we got a two other bedroom. bedroom since we got a two bedroom, and I'll be back. Yeah, like it was crazy because we literally like the argument was instantly over. Yeah, because we looked at each other like now we did we did have a gym that we could hoop in. Or I would go over there and hoop in sometimes. But like you said, like here in Atlanta, if we would have had that first, I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to this lounge. I'm yeah. going to get this I'm hooper out. spot. I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah. And I might not be back to the end of the yeah. night. Yeah. But now that we've learned how to work through those arguments, yeah. especially being in Arkansas, having to lean on each other, mm-hmm. that's not even really an option. Yeah, you know? but that I think that whole time, it was a trying time, but I think that that really established like we all we got. We got to lean on each other. Um, I think it t- showed us to confide in each other. Mm-hmm. I think you have to really be able to um, express yourself when you in moments like that. Because I ain't going to lie to y'all. I felt like I was sinking into a deep depression at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you didn't have, I didn't have, I couldn't go to my mom like I normally would. Like, 
I'm used to being able to just drive up to my mama's house and be like, Mom, this is what's going on. But not being able to do that, and then you trying to tell your pa- Our parents are like, Lord, they're just so godly. <laughs> Man, I be going to say, like, I'm sitting here telling you I hate it. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to say, quick. They see the positive. Just man, quick. No, nah, they see they the like, positive. No, you're making great money Y'all out of understand. school. Y'all are making great. Do you not know how much money people make coming out of school? Right. Do you not know how much money y'all making? Right. Do you not know how much money y'all saving? And we like, none of that matters. <laughs> I'm not happy. And my mama's still like, well, girl, this is the real world. And I'm right. like, I'm waiting on her to say, girl, quick, come on home. You and Dale, come on back. Right. And we're going to figure it out. And she would never say that. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. So having to get a taste of the real world and then being in a place that to be honest, it was kind of just, it was a mirror of what the times that we in, mm-hmm. being in an area where you're trying to make it and, and you love the world, but the world don't love you back. Mm-hmm. That was just a trying time. I mean, that was really and truthfully what we're seeing now is kind of what I've started seeing then. Yeah, exactly. And I think that exactly. that opened my eyes of like, dang. Yeah. Like this, this, this America. Mm-hmm. And I think you get lost in the sauce. And I, and well, I you start say, to see the other perspective of how people think mm-hmm. than you think. You And it was a culture shock for us a little bit. Um, and I know definitely for you because um, we both went to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. And when you see everybody that you're surrounded with, we have different thoughts. We have different processes. But we have a unified respect of what we're all trying to accomplish, who we are as a culture. Mm-hmm. And then when you get out into an area where those people didn't even have that experience or even think like that, that's tough to adjust to. Well, and not even that, but I think the piece of where you just said of like going to a HBCU where it's all this black love, mm-hmm. a black power, black right. education, like you, everything black, black, bigly black, black, black. <laughs> and then you get to a place where you like, Oh, I'm in a department, and out of a hundred people, I'm the only black. But the, but the thing that the thing that hurt us the most, in my opinion, was we were able to adjust to, I think, being in a different environment. But like you had mentioned before at the beginning, when you get around other black individuals that you think they think like you, or they mm-hmm. think that they're going to react like you, like when I met even some of the bros, or just some people that I was just like, okay, they're going to be cool. And you see, they don't think nothing like you. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Totally different. And it's almost like, in my mindset, it almost seems like they're brainwashed. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't really know if this is how they grew up, but I think it's just they, been you, you get to see people that's been there for more than 10 years, more than this amount areas. of years. Mm-hmm. So they adjusted to this area and they made it their home. And for us being there, me less than a year, I think you made it a year after. Yeah, yeah. It was tough. It was tough. It was tough for us to adjust to that. Not to mention, not not married yet. Mm-hmm. Still trying to learn each other through all of this. Learning corporate America, which is tough sometimes. Right. Especially that first year. Out of school, transitioning to corporate America, that first year is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and some for some people it's not. But for me it was tough. Um... And just trying to, like, establish what we were going to build with each other was really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for it looking back now, but that, that year was tough for me. Yeah. And then to dive into it, you were so ready to go. 
Oh, I was ready. You, you had told me to go see uh, my connections. I was at like, work. I, at this point, whatever we got to do. Yeah, you make like, it happen. Let's see what we could transfer. I told, I told her that we had an opportunity. Um, I had an opportunity to be able to look at some other locations. We put down five places that we wanted to go. Yep. Um, I can't remember all of them, but definitely it was like Nashville, Dallas. Atlanta, Dallas was one. Um, I don't think Huntsville was one. Mm-mm. Birmingham, I think. Maybe. Um, Maybe. And it was like Memphis or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we had those different places we looked at. And I, the next day, once you told me, I was like, are you serious? Like, you want to go? We're going to make this jump. I went to see uh, the people I uh, connected with at work, put in the word. And they was like, yeah, we can um, we could probably get something for you in, in the coming weeks or so. So I came back to you and I was like, babe, well, they said I'm going to hear something in a couple weeks on what openings are in these I, areas like a transfer. And I'm thinking, I'm ready to go now. Yeah. So I'm thinking a couple <laughs> weeks, like, I got a month to pack. Right. Because we're we going to pack this up and we're going to hit the road, Jack. <laughs> I think they told me, I think in like a week or two, they came back to me and it was like, yeah, they'll be expecting you about three weeks. And I was and like. And Dad called me and was like. Oh, it's uh, real. <laughs> we gone. I'm like, we wait, what, wait, what? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even start looking in the air. I hadn't even started looking. Well, and I think the thing was we threw it out there, but, like, we really didn't know, like, where you was going to be able to go. I right. think you went and told them the areas that we had talked about. Right. But we didn't have, like, a for sure of, like, where we were going to be able to go. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Dev came back and was like, all right, it's a move. It's a go. And yeah. I'm like, it's a go or where? Yeah, where they, are we going? Yeah, they telling me in, like, three weeks we need to. Make a move. So then we have to sit down and figure out, okay, so you're going to have to go in three weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we fin- we finna just leave. Like, I, what I, at this point, I'm like, okay, so what do I do about my job? Right. Um, but what's crazy, and I think we didn't mention this ahead of time, is like, when I had gotten the opportunity, yeah. you left your job. I did. And I was did. like. I loved you because I went in there and I just quit. Just quit, boy. I <laughs> Look, mean, you remember, I don't know, just full on love. My mom was like, "You just go, you just go quit, though." Yeah, your mom was like, <laughs> "They was like, hey, my mom is hot." And I was like, "You just go." Quit. I'm like, okay, so what we gonna do, man? Look, like, I had, I done quit already. I, at that time, I was still in college, mind like, I'm gonna throw these parties. I'm a, I'm gonna find some way. I'm gonna find some way to make this hustle go, yeah. and I'm gonna be a full on entrepreneur or something like. But then went in there and quit. I just want to let y'all know today will be my last. And when I quit, (laughs) when I quit, I think they were so shocked because it just came out of nowhere. But I was just leaning on love and and faith with you. And I think they hit me back. It was like, no, don't quit. Uh, We can make something work. And then they came back and was like, you can relocate there. Yeah, we can relocate. Um, But at first, they was in there was like, it's been nice to know (laughs) y'all. Look, I'm out. Look, I, I went like it, it was like five in the morning. I think I, I think I went up there and slid that little note under the under the yeah, door. The two week notice. Yeah, it wasn't even. I don't even know if it was two weeks. I don't even think it was two. <laughs> well, they didn't let you get to two weeks yeah. because they was like they came back so quickly. Like, hey, we'll we'll transfer you. Right. I thought I was done. Um. So I thought that was important to throw that part out there of like yeah, there was a leap faith. of faith that was taken right with us from the beginning. Definitely. You know what I mean? And so then when we got ready to go, I was like. I'm at a point where if I stay here any longer, I'm 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 on the verge of depression. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm de- not to mention, and I and I didn't realize how un- I can look back now and and I can acknowledge that that was a depression state because I think sometimes you be in a in a real bad place 
and you just fighting through it. You just right. trying to get to it, get through it. And I think now I can look back and be like, oh, that that was depression. Yeah, and that was like the first time you know I've seen you emotional, but that was the first time like I had got to the mindset of like, we here, I'm gonna make it work. Um, of course, it was a little benefit of my family being closer than they ever been. Uh-huh. Um, but I was just in the mindset like something gonna break, but we'll be all right. And when I was in there watching TV, I heard you in there crying. I'm like, you crying now? Just depressed. Like, <laughs> like what's going a, on? And he's so, so goofy, y'all. I'm in there crying, just hurt. Just hurt. Just crying my soul out. <laughs> but that's like the first time I seen you like he that opened emotional. The door, and he opened up, nigga, <laughs> you crying? And I'm like, I'm, I'm in laughing and crying. <laughs> yes, I, I miss home. I'm ready to go home. It was home. homesick, you know. And I think that was the first time I was like really homesick, like really missing my folks, like really. And so it was just, that was a really tough time. Like we laugh and joke about it now, but like that was a time where I was like, we just got to go. So and I like, think we and took like, that too, with me is like, I'm a military brat. I mentioned that before, I believe, but. You know, I, I'm used to being in different areas growing up, having to make new friends and having mm-hmm. to adjust to these different environments. And I hate it. Even though it was tough for me, I kind of made the most of it in interacting with some of the people that I got cool with. You know, I started playing basketball in yeah. the morning, um, started hanging out sometimes afternoons with some of the people I was cool with. Um, so it, it was still tough for me. But it was one of those things I think I adjusted a little bit quicker than you or kind of more so withstood it a yeah. little more. Um, but for you being first time away from home, you you born raised in Huntsville. Well, and that not only that being my first time away from home, I think it was it's a difference for me of like, like you just said, you were a military brat. But mm. for me, I was born and raised in Huntsville. I went to school. I went to college in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So not only was that my first time being away from home, I'm used to stability. Like, I'm used to my same friends. I'm used to being able to, if I can't get in touch with my mom, I can get in touch with my daddy or my mm-hmm. grandma or whoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to being able to see family right. and, and, and the comfortability of, like, even though my family's not, I don't see them, I, I know they're only a second away. Right. Or I know I can go pull up on my mama at work or wherever the case may be. Right. And so I'm used to that. Like, I've had the same best friend for 13 years. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, from middle school through life now. And so I'm just used to that, being able to go to my church, my home church, Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Not to mention that where we were at, that church. Jesus Christ. It It was a good church, though. But it just seemed like the Underground Railroad. Because we were like, like that was literally the only I'm, time. I'm weak because it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. But that was literally the only time we was like, if you need a taste of seeing black folks, go to the church. <laughs> it, was like, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was like, if you, you want to see black folks, I mean, in, go you, to church. You literally. It's, it was like that bad. Though. You literally saw, and it was a pretty decent sized church. But you literally seen the whole congregation was black. And when you leave out, you like, where did they go? Where do these people go? Because <laughs> I don't Why see them don't no more. I see these people doing the week? Like, were we living in the but wrong area? And you want to know what's what? crazy? It was such a packed church, though. Yeah. Every Sunday. Every service, yeah. too. 
Like, oh, it yeah, because they had the multiple, yeah. It was crazy. Like, people were standing on the walls of the church. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so many black people that you'd be like, like, me and Deb would joke every Sunday of like, well, guess we, if you need another dose of black folk, better, <laughs> better come to church. You better not miss it. And that it. was the part that made uh, made you feel a little bit at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But that definitely, uh, we can but it, laugh the about pastor it now. Was, the pastor was amazing. He was amazing. And he definitely was amazing. the people were nice. But like I said, we, we're not laughing at the church itself because mm-hmm. that was that was what got us that was through. The highlight. Yeah, that's what got us through. But it's just funny to me, like you said, you like, now where do these folks go? Because Monday through Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing these folks when I'm out. It was crazy. At all. And we would go to restaurants and sit down. Um and, and people literally would look people at would you. just look at you. And you'd be like you like, okay. What's wrong? Like, what's, yeah. what's wrong with me? Is something it was like, wrong with you? You ain't me? supposed to be here. Yeah, it was one of them looks like you're not supposed to be here. Like, yeah. how you know about this spot? And then what also tripped me out is now y'all know Waffle House stay open all night. Mm. Waffle House was closed. You know by, this is crazy. What Waffle we House was closed by 10 p.m. Yes, sir. We was riding back into town one time late. Just we starving. Was like, we was like, what are we going to eat tonight? The whole city shut down. Whole city, and I'm like, well, Waffle's gotta be. Open. And when we say shut down, it's uh, I mean, so the the little street of restaurants so shut down that the street lights is off. Oh yeah, you wouldn't get whole city eat, like, shut down. Nah, you wouldn't before, get by nine ten o'clock. You ain't getting nothing. To and the eat. night that I'm thinking of, the night I'm thinking of cereal. was like New Year's Eve or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's was, supposed to be a night that Waffle House supposed to be. Man, jumping. Waffle House closed by ten o'clock. <laughs> And I, when we first saw that, we was like, oh, yeah, this ain't this ain't it. This ain't where this is at. Yeah, it was shut down. But early. that was like a real trying time for us. I thought, I think that that's so funny now, though. But like, it wasn't funny then. You know how you can look back on stuff? You'd be like, man. And then like, how did, how did you feel? How did you feel like, um, and I don't know if we finished the story on that, but when I got the job opportunity to go. They told me I'd leave in three weeks. We went. We actually both came down to Atlanta to visit the area, mm-hmm. see what it was like, see where we were possibly living, um, be living. Um, we actually looked at the apartment we were going to look mm-hmm. at to we live did. at first, we did. Um, which was great. We was excited about the opportunity, but how did it feel knowing you had to go that back? I had to now leap on faith. Well, now that you not only did you have to leap on faith, but also that you had to go back to Arkansas. And we both went back together, but I eventually went down before you. Well, and yeah, and so the plan was for you to go down early because you had to go down in three weeks, and then mm. I would begin to pack most of our stuff. Mm. Um, it was tough because I think you get so accustomed. So you go from you go from being boyfriend girlfriend to engaged to where you see that person. Not to mention we get married that year. Yeah, we go get married that maybe, year. We moved in like April. I think we were getting married. September. September right. Um, from what we had planned. And so you go from, I think it was just tough for me because I went from not living with you, being boyfriend, girlfriend, to being engaged, seeing you every day, going through that little emotional, depressional stage of trying to make it, trying to figure it out, um, to, oh shit, I'm going to be here by myself. Mm-hmm. Was like... And I think I, I was able to get through it because I was like, I got to look at the bigger picture of like, I'm getting out of this place. Right. But like, I stayed up there at least another month by myself. Yeah, maybe even two. Maybe even two. And uh, I remember when we left, we met, we had a good weekend in Memphis. That was like our last weekend before I went on to Atlanta and you went back up to mm-hmm. Arkansas. And um, 
I remember you were so hurt. I was hurt too, but oh, I was. Hurt. It was. <laughs> Oh, like, y'all, we had a, such a good weekend, and then that Sunday came, and it hit me like a ton of bricks, like, oh, shit, start, your chest, I'm about your to go home by myself. Tight. Boy, my chest got so tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to go by myself. <laughs> like, chest so tight, and I'm just like, okay, girl, get it together. Yeah, I know it had to be worse going back up. Oh, man, that for long me, drive by myself. For, for me going to Atlanta, I was hurt, but it was like, the closer I got to the city, I'm like, all right. This is where it's it. Meanwhile, <laughs> on my little drive, I'm just sick. But I was struggling that first week. Like, the time zones were so crazy. Mm-hmm. And I know it only, I think it was, what, an hour difference? Mm-hmm. But just getting up early and just the times, it was just, it was rough for me. But uh, I think I think overall, I was going to sleep all the time when I first got here. <laughs> I think overall, though, that it, it, I think my emotional state was, I'm doing this because it's going to get better. Right. And I think sometimes you have to tell yourself, it's going to get better. Like, right. like to me, I'm one of those people, and, and my friends will tell you, when things are at its worst, my biggest thing is it can't get it can't get any worse than mm-hmm. this. Like, it can't. Like, my, like my only option, my only solution at this point is it got to get better. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was able to do that. But I think, too, it, my other thought process was, Derek was able to take a leap of faith for me. Right. So for him to be able, and I think this is a point that people have to understand about relationships is it's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It was a sacrifice for you to take a leap right. so that I could grow in my career and mm-hmm. begin my career. And now it's it's time for me to pay it forward to you as well right. of being able to to take a leap of faith so that you could grow your career. Because that was, the, even though that was, you were being transferred, that was still a promotional state for you. Right. And so that was something where I was like, you know what? He did it for me, so I got to do it for him. Right. And so I think that. And it made it better that I was in Atlanta. It, oh, that made it <laughs> nine times better. And he, I was only going to be three we, hours from my mama, too. We love the areas that we had picked. But honestly, for me, it was like Huntsville, Atlanta. Yeah. And I remember my cousin used to joke when I was graduating from A&M. She was like, you probably going to stay here in Huntsville. And I really, truly didn't want to leave to go to Arkansas. But Mm -hmm. like we mentioned before, taking that opportunity for you, I didn't want you to miss out on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I truly felt like I was going to live either in Huntsville. And when Atlanta was an opportunity to get there, I'm like, this has been my favorite city to visit. I've always envisioned living here. Um, So it was just exciting. And you kind of see how God put all the plans together to make Mm -hmm. something happen. Mm -hmm. It was and, a part of a bigger picture. Right. And even the first year when you finally got down here, we still was going back and forth. We're like, we're going to move to Huntsville, we're going to move to Atlanta. Because mm-hmm. it was just the adjustment period of getting adjusted to a, a city, you know, a huge city. Well, and I think the thing, too, that to mention during that part is, and I think we mentioned it earlier, is, again, Derek's used to change. Mm-hmm. I am the person where change is not hard for me. Um, but it takes me a little while longer to adjust. Mm-hmm. And I think I never saw myself like a, as a big city girl, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I thought I would be out in the middle of nowhere maybe sometimes. Oh, my. Or. What, in a rocking chair somewhere? Not necessarily in a rocking chair <laughs> now. But I wanted to be. I love the option of being in the city or not being. City. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I love the option of if I want to go in in the town to do something or in the city to do something cool, but I ain't really a big busy life kind of person. I'm right. very, and Dev will tell you this. People think the opposite mm-hmm. of us, but I'm the mellow one. 
and like I'm the homebody. And Dev is the one that likes to go, go, go. Let's go to like these events. Go. Let's go to these. Yeah. Y'all, the best time to me is crawling up on my couch with a warm blanket, lighting my candles, and so watching a movie. So this quarantine was easy. Oh, baby, this quarantine <laughs> has given me life. You hear me? Like, I've never been so clear-minded, so, like, rested in my life. Like, this quarantine has been amazing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's a struggle for some people who like to go, go, go. You right. know what I mean? And I've adjusted to it. Um, but like you said, it's for me, I like to get out and I like to just ride around or, like I said, I go to events, um, games. It, it's whatever. I'm always looking for something to do. Right. And the thing that amazed me with living here is you see the lifestyle of it. And most people say, I can't live here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's too fast for me. That was me. Yeah. It's this, it's that. And like... Even now to this day, but even when we first got here, you start to see it was a lot of chill stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Going to the park, people have fun, just hanging out downtown. Mm-hmm. A lot of family stuff to do um, here, so it was definitely a different, a different eye opener for me on how this city, uh, how much you can do here. Yeah, and and for me, it was just I didn't imagine myself being in a city or being like a city person. Downtown used to terrify me. Driving downtown, I'd be like, Lord, these folks just drive. Like, they just in a rush all the time. <laughs> and you ain't going nowhere. Slow down. They still like that. And so I think I've learned, you know, it. Derek is yin to the my yang of, like, he's used to the fast pace. And so I think he pulls me out of my comfort zone. But I also was in a state in Arkansas of, like, I got to get out of Arkansas. Like, I'll take anything. That was too slow. Yeah, that was way too slow for me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, when we moved here, I was, I was, I felt like oh, I don't know if I'm, I want to be here forever. You know, it's a little too fast paced. I don't know if I really want to raise my family here or start a family here. But I absolutely, positively love it now. Um, I'm even open. I was not, but I'm even open to moving eventually somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, to where, and I think that's just from being with Deverick because I definitely am a, a set, like I mentioned earlier, a settler. Like I right. like to be in a space where I feel content mm-hmm. and like safe. Um, but Deverick is definitely a person where like, no, you need to always be figuring out what you want to do next. You need to always be figuring out if you want to go somewhere, let's be open to that. So, um, I definitely think Arkansas was a trying time for us. It's built, it's, it made us a lot stronger, but I'm definitely grateful for it. Yeah, definitely. I'm um, definitely grateful for it. So, also, just on figuring out the one as we are discussing this topic, um, was it important to you for our families to mesh together? For me, I, I think I'm a big family person. Um, especially, I only have one sibling. Devin only has one sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it was important for him to get along with my brother. And my brother being younger than us, mm-hmm. I wanted him to feel... I didn't want him to feel like he was losing his sister. Right. If that makes sense. I know that's a little... like People be like, all right, you tripping. But there are <laughs> a lot of people that feel like when they older siblings get in relationships and stuff, they are left out. Right. Because that time that they used to spend together um, is, you know, lost. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it was really important. I'm really close to my mom. I'm a daddy's girl. I don't think my daddy do no wrong. My mom will tell you, girl, he, he ain't perfect. Um, but I, I am definitely a family person. I am, I'm, I'm so bad y'all that if you give me an option of like 
friends to come kick it, hang out, or oh, just yeah. going home I'm to be way. to be at home. Like my mom cooked dinner, my dad. Cooked, I'll take that over anything any mm-hmm. day. And I know that's probably crazy. And I'm only 27 years old, but my great my great grandmothers are still living. Right. Um, Preston has great great grandmothers. Yeah, we just went through that. Um, that's crazy. And so anytime that he get to go home and my great grandmother get to love on him, like that that takes the cake for me like that's that's all that really matters i love a good turn up with my friends here and there but if you're gonna give me the option of like hey go home kick it for a week or two or even it being able to go home during quarantine and i stayed at home for a month mm-hmm. i never would have been able to do that you know what i mean with our work and, and things that we're doing and preston's daycare and things that he's doing in school and different things we never would have been able to do that so it's always important for me for whoever I was going to be with. That was that was a given for me. Like, that was a non-negotiable. What about for you? Uh, for me, it was very much important. Um, we both, like I said, we both grew up with um, a tight family. And like you said, I got one older brother. Um, my mom and dad's been together for over 30-plus years. So, to see you your family mirror that as well um being a close-knit family of course you grew up with your grandmas around and cousins around um and i grew up a little bit distance before because of the military um it was a different experience to go through and seeing you guys interact because man y'all expect everybody to show up for thanksgiving or everybody Mm -hmm. to show up for this birthday party or this gathering um and i'm just used to Sometimes you make them, sometimes you don't. But for as our family, um, my personal family, growing up, we always had dinner for our birthdays together with family. That was a priority, no matter if we was hanging with our friends or not. Uh, so family has always been important to me. Um, and I think it was important for you to get along with my mom mm-hmm. was probably the most important. Hey, mother <laughs> But also uh, the relationship you have with my dad. Um, it's amazing. Hey, hey father-in-law, <laughs> I didn't leave you out. And then, um, also the relationship you had with my brother, but also how you treated my nieces when you first met them as well. Um, it just clicked. And when I got to meet your family, I didn't have a structure when I was in college to be able to lean on, depend on, just to have home-cooked meals, so... It was just amazing feeling, even though I met you in my junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an amazing feeling to have that support system there as well. And I always say this before, like your dad opened me open with open arms, welcomed me into you guys' home. Mm-hmm. And when I first met him, I was thinking he was gonna do the whole typical dad like Yeah, I'ma drill you. Who is you? What is your intentions? And it was had his talk. Yeah, and it wasn't that he cared any less, but just the support that he showed me in love. I was like, okay, y'all mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now your mom was asking me a thousand questions. Yes, sir. <laughs> he don't have to ask nothing because she gonna cover it all. Yeah, she she was asking a thousand questions, but it's funny because I sit back and you know, as your brother went through his relationship since I've known him since middle school, like mm-hmm. you see the different questions that was going along with with them or even yeah. your friends come to the house. Or, or feeling like, man, I was in that seat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> your friends come to the house that's close to you and they bring in their, 
they uh dates over she drilling them so yeah it's y'all see, so it's a little crazy so my it's mom good to see it on the other end so my mom <laughs> is the type of mom that was the mom that's cool with all the all your friends and all your friends love your mom and my mom to this day if my friends are dating somebody my single friends and they bring somebody over baby she gonna drill them like it's me Mm-hmm. Like she on play, yeah. And it's funny now and she because loves it. because that was happening to Dev, and now Dev plays the middleman mm-hmm. and be like, "All right now, mother in law, all right now." <laughs> so it's just funny now to just see how that all correlates. But yeah. yeah, it's dope. But yeah, like I said, it was dope for that. But also, what was dope too was um, we had the opportunity. I think we were still in college. Um, maybe actually, maybe when our parents first met you, or maybe the second time. But anyway. They came down and was able to hang out with your family. Oh, yeah. And we let our parents meet kind of early, yeah, too. Yeah, our parents met early, and my brother met your brother, and everybody just kind of bonded quick, you know. Mm-hmm. My folks are originally from Alabama, so, you know, the connection of just being in the South was great. Um, but your family opened them up with open arms, you know, welcomed them in, and my parents were receiving with that. And it was just a great bond, and it's like, if I'm on the phone with my mom and dad, even at your house, like your dad and mom is going to be like, well, make sure you tell them I said, hey, or mm-hmm. how they doing? How they doing? And then mm-hmm. vice versa. If you, your mama asks about my brother. Right. Definitely. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And my they just love, they love your brother. <laughs> love him. I mean, it's crazy. Like I think back on it, like I met him when he was in middle school and now he's what, senior in college. Yeah. So it's like, about not only did school. I have that experience of, knowing him for that time frame but mm-hmm. my parents did too so all the little stuff that we would talk about for us we give him advice or what he's going through they've been through it all seeing it too mm-hmm. so the family's just been been tight ever since yeah and every family can get along over a fish fry they never fix <laughs> you know definitely so um but yeah our parents our parents met fairly early like we were we were earlier in our relationship before mm-hmm. I was like, he was like, hey, my parents are coming. You think our parents should meet? And right. I mean, I was like, hey, I'm sure my folks wouldn't mind. Um, and I think, too, it, it it really helps when your parents can see. And I can only speak for us because we both grew up in a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. And I think this for people who have single moms or, you know what I mean, things like this. It's really important for y'all parents to meet. Definitely. 100%. It's really important for y'all because... To me, that that foundation built a level of understanding mm-hmm. of like, for your mom, she already has two uh, grandkids, granddaughters, because right. you're in two nieces. Right. But Preston was my mom's first grandchild. But I think there's a level of understanding because sometimes I'll hear your mom say, well, that's Lynette's only grandchild. She can do what she want to do. Right. And right. I'll hear my mom say, uh-uh, the he the only boy right. on your mama's <laughs> side. Let her do what she want right. to do. And so I think it created a, a, a bond or, a, or an understanding between both sides right. of like, we're going to love them, we're going to support them, and we're going to fill in the gap of wherever y'all need us. You right. know what I mean? And so it was really important for me to, to, to see that. Um, but I think our parents have always been supportive. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think to know that you have supportive parents on both sides, right. that ain't always the case. Right. And so I think that that... And I think, like you said, made a good point of they can they can have their moments where, not to say selfish, but they're, they want that, that time with Preston mm-hmm. or that time with us, um, but still being thoughtful and considerate of each other mm-hmm. because they know what it's like of not only 
build a family together, but they look at it as they were in our shoes, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they've had to balance their families of you spend time with this, you spend time with us. Mm-hmm. And for them to be understanding a lot of times in those situations, it helps, you know, they want to see us mm-hmm. and they don't want me there without Preston or you not there. But you they wanna want to know what's crazy? Together. That's what I was about to say. That's yeah. what's crazy to me. Because there's been times where I'd be like, damn, you sure you just don't want to take Preston? <laughs> and he'll be like, now you know my mama want to see you yeah, too. Gonna ask about and so you. it's crazy because it, it, we all come as a package deal. Yeah, it it's ain't like no the, one. the three amigos. Can't one of us yeah. go. Everybody the only one that go. can go is Preston. Preston. Yeah. He's the only one that can go yeah. by himself. Yeah. But if it's me and Preston, they want to see yeah. you. Yeah, and vice versa. Vice versa. So I, th- I always think that that's kind of funny, but. Um, getting back on the topic, do you feel like you brought baggage from any past relationships to our relationship? Uh, I don't think so personally. And I think I've always had a mindset. I think men are a little different in this. Yeah. And I think, I think for me is like in high school, I had a three month dating rule. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And it wasn't like I was trying to be cutthroat, but like after three months, I was pretty much moving on to a next relationship. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, I remember, sorry to the girl I broke up with, but I broke up I with her. I bet you she's still salty. Yeah, I broke she up still, with her. If she see a picture of you right now, she probably feel away. Yeah, I broke up with her on Valentine's Day. Jesus. But, but, but it was because, it was because my basketball coach at the time. I remember you telling me yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, hey. Um, if you ain't got a gift by this time, you just can break up with him. You can break up with him. Me and my wife together. <laughs> and me just being naive and just thinking like, man, I probably can move on and see some other people, but I did like her. I I'm not laughing. Ma'am, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the situation. But, yeah. but I think that that also shows just to chime in of the power of black men in conversations. Mm-hmm. And that could be a totally different conversation. Okay. But just how black men need to be careful at what they feeding into these young boys. Uh huh. Because you took that three month rule, baby, and ran with it. Oh yeah, I ran with it. It was and like I, a rule a real rule for you. It was. And it was like it wasn't that I had it as like three months we out. It was just I lost the interest after three months. Dating well, and it probably didn't help that you had that in the back of your head of like Man, I ain't gotta be with this girl before. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you date different people and um I think high school is totally different than college. Um, I think for me, high school, you think you're serious, but by the time you get to college and you see all these different people that actually got a lot of things, not to say that they didn't have things going for themselves, but you see them on a different level yeah. trying to accomplish different things. The relationships change. And as you get to college, you know, you, I, I had my relationships uh, in college. And, you know, I kind of was more in the mindset, like, once we're done, we're done mm-hmm. and move on. Um, so I didn't really go into it. The only thing I had a mindset when we got together was like, and it, and it wasn't, I don't think it was mostly just because I met you at the time, even though God made that happen. Right. I did have in the mindset, like this is going to be my last relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I was just tired of the, you know, as you're getting older and getting into school and you're getting serious, I was just tired of the back and forth or you know, you're not serious or what is it going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that moment, I kind of had my mind made up like, okay, this is going to be my last relationship, which thankfully it was, but yeah. um, no, nah, I didn't carry any baggage from that. I don't think so. I just think men and, girl, men and women are a little different. I, I don't think that I brought baggage into the relationship, but I definitely think I came into the relationship hesitant. 
of like, cause see, I thought Dev was too nice. I was like, <laughs> oh, he is just too nice. Too nice. I remember <laughs> calling my mom and just being like, Mm-mm. nah, he too nice. Um, and I don't know. Now but what made at, you think that though? By the way, I just think you you have you ever heard like women say it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And I think I went. There was like times where you would do stuff, and 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 we would have like the conversations we have now. We had those deep conversations start now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, we would like we were typical college students. You ain't got a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. but you make the best of it. Right. Like. Hey, let's go to the park. And then the park turned into 21 questions of like, mm-hmm. just whatever, like come to your mind. Right. Um, and so we've always had very deep conversations about certain things or been very passionate about certain things. Mm-hmm. But I just think the relationship happened. I think our connection was so like genuine. It scared me a little bit mm-hmm. of like, we instantly connected. Like, once we really, like, by maybe, like, the third day of, like, we began having, like, deep conversations mm-hmm. of, like, all right, so what you trying to do? Right. Like, what's your goals? What's you trying to, what's your, what's your ambitions of where you trying to go? Right. Where you see yourself? Where you want to live? Right. Um, we were even talking about what, what, what does family look like to you? Right. Like, what did you see growing up? Like, we were having, like, by third date. We was mm-hmm. having those kind of conversations. Right. And I think sometimes people don't have those kind of conversations until they're later on. And that's when they figure out that they're not compatible with that person because they didn't ask those questions in the beginning. Right. Um, but I think I had just got out of a serious relationship. Maybe I was maybe five or six months, seven months out of a relationship, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little longer than that. Right. Um, and so I was already just a little apprehensive of like... I ain't really got time to be wasting because mm-hmm. I was very focused on school. I was very, I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I was very driven. I think uh, I was very involved in campus stuff. And I just was like, if you ain't really talking serious, like I ain't really got time to waste. Right. And so I think I went into it, not really so much with baggage, but just with the mindset of like, I felt like my time was wasted in the past. And I ain't got no, no more time to waste. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play with you. If you got games to play, I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. I ain't really trying to play. Right. Um, but if you want to play, somebody going to end up getting hurt. Right. And it ain't going to be me. Right. And so I think I went into it with just an apprehension. Not not so much with baggage. Because I, I, I think every woman's hurt. But I think it's up to the woman on if they're going to carry that baggage or not. Mm-hmm. I, at that point in my life, I was just like, this baggage ain't worth me carrying. Like, it's not my, my burden to carry. It wasn't my, my reasoning for the relationship ending. So, right. I'm cool. Chop it up. We cool. I'm just going to go my separate way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think that that's kind of where I was at with it. I mean, I didn't have any baggage to carry. But that's where, I, uh, like I said before, I think women are, and men are different. Because I think sometimes... Women allow that we're emotional creatures, and we allow that emotional state to kind of travel with us. Mm-hmm. And we, we, baby, you could do one little thing that the ex did, and we be ah ah. That's a red flag. That's and a red flag. And it's not to say that guys don't have those, uh, those red flags or those mindsets or whatever. Right. Um, but I think, and I can't speak for everybody, but I think for me, my approach was just like, you're not the same person as who I've been with. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their different personalities. Mm-hmm. 
you were a totally different person for us what you were accomplishing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew you were very focused and, and driven. Um, but I think in the, in the overall picture, I just tried to make sure I didn't put you in a, a box with anybody I uh, dated previously to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what kind of made us work is me focusing on you more so the good of you learning who you are starting from scratch. Yeah. My mom used to say something to me that that always stuck with me is that, you know, when you when you decide to date, you have to go into it with a clean slate, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't <laughs> you can't. I'm laughing because she I she would laugh at me now because she's like, oh, you was really listening. Um, you can't go into a relationship with the, with a glass half full, mm-hmm. and so meaning like you can't go into a relationship thinking that. Hey, I'm just going to build this foundation on whatever is left in my cup. No, you need to dump that cup out and you're going to start filling it with what's good and what you need and, and, the, and the elements and things that you want in your life. Um, and so that always stuck with me of like, every person deserves a clean slate. Mm-hmm. When you decide to get back out there in the dating world, and mm-hmm. this is for, every, I think this for everyone. This is just my opinion. Again, like we said at the beginning, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But... I think at the end of the day, I think everyone, once you get out there and you go into the dating world, everyone deserves a clean slate. Right. Because they didn't, they wasn't in your last relationship right. with you. They don't know what happened. Right. They deserve, they deserve the, the, the amount of respect that you could at least give them right. is to give them a clean slate. And so I think that was my thought process with you of like, whatever my ex did, that wasn't you. You mm-hmm. didn't do that. And right. so I have to respect you enough. If right. you somebody that I want to talk to. I at least, you at least deserve right. an opportunity to either prove yourself. And if you come in and you playing games, whatever, whatever, cool, fine. Right. We'll chop it up from there. Right. But I at least need to give you the opportunity to pass a fail. Right. And and that always stuck with me. And that's what I tell my girlfriends now of like, I mean, if you gon if you just going to hold it over his head mm-hmm. based off of what your ex did, then you need to go back to your ex. Right. Y'all, y'all need to figure that out, but yeah. don't don't hold it over whoever the new person is. So, I definitely think that that was something that always has stuck with me. That's the advice that I give my friends today. Right. And like, we have to learn each other dating. Um, for us, how I wanted you to talk to me in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you even mentioned going through the, the process and stuff. Like we had some situations where we really did have to learn each other, and you even broke up with me at one point. Oh yeah, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, see you like playing. we, like you know, and you know, there was times where we had to go through that time apart. And I remember, like, I was hurt because I'm like, I ain't gonna be around your folks no more. I ain't gonna be around you. The thing that and was crazy was we broke up, and we were worried about, dang. We broke up with them and we broke up with their family. Right. Like I can't, I, right. I, I love my mother-in-law. I'm not going to be, I can't right. call her right now because right. we ain't together. Right. Um, and it so that was. all the time, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, um, it was definitely it was that, type, that of type of relationship. Yeah. It was that type of relationship where I can remember my mother-in-law texted me and was like, y'all going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. She she definitely wanted to work. She definitely loves me like I'm like I'm my yeah, own. But that but. was moments we had to get through together or apart too. Um, just learning each other, and you know we still learn each other to today. But I definitely look back at those moments and I'm like, 
you know, that that's something that we built from, you know, built from scratch of just going through the trials and errors of, of, of learning from But past. that's what the dating stage is. You yeah. know what I mean? You yeah, because everybody thinks it's just perfect. You know? Yeah, it's not perfect. And yeah, the dating stage is definitely, to me, one of the most important stages, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's the stage where you get to know the person. Mm-hmm. That's the stage where my dad always used to say, you need to teach people how to treat you. Yeah, got to. And if you if you don't have the patience and the time to do that, you ain't gonna never be with nobody. Right. Because there might be a way that you you might not like my 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 the tone that I talk to you in, but that but you might have to learn that that's how I talk. That's me talking with passion mm-hmm. instead of me maybe down talking the person or things right. of that nature. And so there are definitely some adjustments. Some are small, some are big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I. I think that you always have to teach people how to treat you in any relation, not even just oh, yeah. in like a, a love relationship, friendship. Yeah. You have to teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Um, people at work with you, coworkers, you have mm-hmm. to teach people how to treat you. Um, and so I think there's, but there's also too, there's a way to do that. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's a tone that that needs to be done in. And so that was definitely something that, that, that was a, learning experience i think we're still learning but definitely definitely a learning experience for us so i think one of the last questions for us is did going to the same hbcu help our relationship um i think so um i remember you telling me before that you know you had your mindset on possibly going to tuskegee um spellman i think you mentioned once before as well Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, I just knew I was going to uh, some school in Alabama, um, but I didn't know it was. I was actually um, looking at options between Tuskegee. I'm gonna say state at the moment, but Jesus, <laughs> but uh, man, that's a bad word on this podcast. <laughs> but I also uh, I chose A and M with just a leap of faith. I had never really been to Huntsville. I had one of my favorite cousins lived in Huntsville, so I knew it'd be a great opportunity to be. Uh, have that structure there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I literally decided to go to A&M and didn't have any real official visit or anything. And it's amazing. It's how, crazy. Yeah, it's amazing how the stars align. Like, you grew up going to homecoming, yeah. knowing the culture of A&M, what everything was about about a and The only experience I had with A&M was we went to a Gateway Classic, the first one I went to in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the HBCU games, um, football games, they play each other. And one of the first teams that we went to go see was, I believe, Kentucky State versus Alabama A&M. And I didn't know what Alabama A&M was. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't familiar with HBCUs. Mm-hmm. And I just remember looking at that school, and I was like, okay, pretty cool. And I remember going to A&M and making that decision. And I think it just helped us overall because, one, it gave us a chance to get to know each other. Um, but also, even to this day, we're able to share experiences of, what we went through that's similar mm-hmm. going through school, mm-hmm. you know, the teachers, the, uh, the professors, your friendships, uh, just having that bond between that. And then it was the so, different parties, the different parties. Yeah. And then what's so crazy is like now being in your family, both of your parents went to A&M. Yeah. So now we're not pushing it to make our son go to A&M, but like, that's like leading the tradition to go. Your brother is at A&M now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, that's kind of like the path we're pushing in in the direction. It's just amazing how it's turned out. Um, I don't know if I would have met you. Yeah. I mean, you're from Huntsville, so it's a chance. Slight. But, 
but I think overall, um, us going to the same college, I think that definitely helped us. And it continues to help our relationship for us, how we grow today, too, I think. Yeah, I think I think it definitely helped. Um, like Dev said, my both of my parents went to AM and so um and it was all I knew. It's so funny to hear their stories. It's hilarious. <laughs> of them I would love for them to school. be on the podcast. So I, I, I would everyone, love them too. <laughs> we'll we're gonna work on that. Um and so I always knew I would go to a HBCU, but for me, the only reason why I, I and it wasn't like my very first pick was because I just grew I grew up in Huntsville. Right, but I don't and get so, how y'all just y'all live in Huntsville, and I, I guess I understand it, but it's like well, let me tell you something. How do if y'all you're just from Huntsville, and people people I think people from Huntsville will agree with me from this. It's like. Sometimes people downplay A and M. Like you go to you go to school in Huntsville, and people be like, "And let me just say, for me, I, I'm let me paraphrase it by saying, for me, uh, I was a girl. I was in high school. I was like top of my class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my teachers and people like that just thought I was bigger than Huntsville, and that's mm-hmm. what I would hear all the time. Is like, you bigger than Huntsville. Like mm-hmm. you need to go to school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. You have parents that'll support you either way. You need to go to school. So I think just hearing that, I was like, yeah, maybe I do need to get away. And so I started looking outside of options of, you know, just A&M. And then finally, by the time I got to my senior year, my dad had worked at Mm A&M. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to A&M. Right. Like, and so um, that was all I knew. I was a bulldog baby. Like, I can remember... (laughs) I don't think so I had you, ever missed a homecoming or a so you Magic had on City class. Outfit, outfits oh, yes. like Preston do now yes. and all the kids. Yes, my mama used to make <laughs> skirts and everything. Like I was one of those kids. Right. Um, and so I I grew up like I grew up going to Magic City class. My dad was a recruiter for AM growing up, so going to the Sheraton was like the highlight, like to be, go to the Sheraton hotel and we going to Magic City Classic and going to the parades and things like that. That was all I knew. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that was exciting for me to be able to go to the same school my parents went to, but right. to find love on the hill, you hear people say that all the time. That, that was a highlight was, for me. I mean, that's even That's dope. a plus. Yeah, that was dope. Because I remember being, I don't remember the professor's name, uh, forgive me, but I remember being in the classroom and we were, he was going through the introduction and he was mentioning, that was the first time I heard the term of found love on the hill. Mm-hmm. And he was like 80 years old. Mm-hmm. And the way he talked about his wife and how they met and what they went through and he was just so proud to say he found love on the hill. Mm-hmm. And then to see that term coined with a bunch of other individuals, you start to see Many others been married and found love on the hill. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's exciting to know that we're a part of that tradition of being a married couple that's found love on the hill mm-hmm. um, and still maintaining. That's, yeah. it's definitely so, something good so to that was of. like, that was a major thing to me. My mom is also, y'all hear me talk about my mom a lot because her little phrases be killing me. <laughs> I think too what I'm going to start doing, I, she have a phrase for me every week. I might share it every week because y'all going to be like, oh yeah, she 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 be she be tripping. Uh, or you're going <laughs> to think she's hilarious. Right. Um, and so my mom was a very big component of like, you know, don't be afraid to date, but also don't date so much that you miss out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you find somebody that you think you need to be 
or you want to be serious with because I think being in a relationship is always a choice. You know right. what I mean? It, sh- it should always be a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being finding somebody that you want to be with or that you think you're compatible with or you think is the one, um, you need to take that opportunity because, you know, sometimes by the time you get out of school, you in that first rim of people, you, you've heard her say this, you mm-hmm. in that first rim of people who right. Um, may or may not have kids, you right. know, if that's something that you like and you want to date people with kids or without kids, you know, you in that first room of people who may already have one kid, right. you know, and then the further you get out of school, people got two kids right. or they might be divorced at that point. Right. And so if you can find somebody that you love and, and want to be with and, and y'all are compatible, um, her, her, her wish for me was always to find love on the hill. Right. And I think the other part about, uh, finding love on the hill, especially in your undergrad years is we were able to grow together. Mm-hmm. You know, you see many people that graduate may have an excellent job and then they're trying to find somebody that matches that same energy mm-hmm. and they may match that energy as a personality trait, but not on a financial trait. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us to be able to grow and be able to see where we were able to manage our money, um, not manage our money so well, mm-hmm. um, but learn and grow together through those struggles and, and see where we're at now. We can say, okay, if we ever fell off again, we know we, what to do. We know what to do. But the um, thing about that too is like the point that you just said of like the grow together, there's a huge difference in um establishing things together. Mm-hmm. Like like we mentioned earlier of like, hey, when you were coming to our uh Erlanger, Kentucky. While right. I was on my internship, right. I took care of I took care of the weekend because right. to me, I'm like we're both college students, but I'm in this internship and I'm the one probably making money right now. Right. Let me take care of the weekend. Let me take care of the events and things like that. Um, I still had that party money on me. He still definitely <laughs> had party money on him. But my thing was like, you're traveling all this way. Right. The least I can do is like pay for us to go out to eat. Right. You know what I mean? And what I mean by party money, I was a promoter in college, so I definitely. You know, that was my hustle of making money. Right. And so, um, but I definitely think from going from that or like, hey, you need this or I need this or, hey, let me cover this and let you cover that. That's college. That's right. like building the foundation right. together. But to be able to now be like, um, when we go out to eat, child, I don't even grab, I don't even grab the chick. Like, I don't <laughs> even, he got it. He got it. Um, to be where we're like, we're not at a, at a point where we were. Or like having to grow and build that foundation, I think that makes the money factor um, less difficult. Yeah. Because finances can be very tough for a lot of relationships. Definitely. They say that's one of the number one causes for divorces. Divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like you said before. I think it's being on the same page, um, going through making decisions together, um, and and for us to be able to start this journey in this real world together. Um, and not having these separate mindsets of how we're going to accomplish these goals, that's been the key for us. Yeah, 100%. But we've also, we also know that at the end of the day, you know, what we're building, we're building it together. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that, but being able to grow from where you got nothing as a college student right. to where you've been out of college, what, four or four or five years now? Uh, oh, has it been longer than that for you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> more, um, like, more like six for me. Sheesh! <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm at five. Um, I've been I out think, of high school for 10. Sheesh! I'm just joking. <laughs> My 10 years next year. 
Um, but shout out to me graduating in four years though. Hey, because that you ain't everybody's story. It's some, it's some seven year, eight year. I mean, five is okay. But I take five. But there's some but folks that. But now when that, we start creeping at that six, seven, eight. And some people have other challenges that. Now, if you got another challenge, I work. get it. Or you had to come out because your folks got sick right. or something like definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. I get that. We a, parent, about... a parent may have passed away, <laughs> but y'all love partiers right. that don't be doing this schoolwork. Go to class. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, I think, I think just to wrap up this episode, I think for us, it's important for us to like just vocalize to you guys of like how we figured out these again are conversations that we have at home right that we have with i have a, my little brother of like right. you need to be serious about who you who you call him the one who you want to be with right um pushing him to not feel like he has to date yeah definitely and i always tell my friends and i i tell um your brother this too is like don't get married because you feel like you have to. Right. Like, you want that moment to feel like nothing has ever felt before and like you're making the right decision. Um, and you're going to have some moments where you're going to second-guess yourself. Because mm-hmm. I definitely that's got... That's normal. Yeah, that's normal. I got my ring for you, um, engagement ring for you on New Year's Eve. And I didn't propose to you until April mm-hmm. of that, that year coming up. And my mom didn't know I even had the ring until February. Mm-hmm. And that was just a moment for me where I held on to that to kind of make decisions and be like, is this going to work out or is it not? Mm-hmm. And there was some time we got in some arguments and I was like, I'm taking that ring back. I called my mama <laughs> one day. I was like, you sure he loved me? Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I showed your mom the ring by the side. And I think she, she, she knew. Because she didn't know. I think she knew I was serious about you, but she didn't know how serious. Mm-hmm. And I, you had walked out the room and I kind of pulled it out my pocket and was like, I and this. I think I called her after she had saw the ring one day, and she called me. And she said, "Just know he loves you, so stop it. <laughs> you stop it now." Thank you, mother-in-law. Yeah, she she helped out because at one point we got in an argument. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> but you know, uh, I think I think it was it was just amazing to me on the arguments we had. They was petty or small stuff, and it was like, do I want to deal with this? Do I not want to deal with this? And um. I just had the ring on me, and I was like, I can really take this back. <laughs> <laughs> but, but something just kept holding me on. It was like the next day or that night we was good. And um, that's how it goes. You know, even today, you, you get in an argument with each other. It's like. But you want to know something? At some I can point, you get that. to a point where, too, and I will say, I think our, our arguments have definitely transitioned because. Mm-hmm. They right at this point in our lives, they just be petty and they, they be, be so petty, petty that very we look petty. at each other, we be like, Oh, so you just gonna be petty today? <laughs> <laughs> like, I that's what's so funny to me is like, it's more the stubbornness, it's just it. the stubbornness of both of us. Of like, Oh, oh, okay, that's what you want on today, uh-huh. like, Oh, that's how you feel. So, like, I think it's just funny to me now of like, or it's so petty, bad, it's bad, y'all. It's so petty <laughs> that, like. <laughs> We'll look at each other and just bust out laughing, like, and then we'll be like, "All right, I'm gonna go get us something to drink. You good? Or you want some?" And I'd be like, always help. Food always help. I'm mad at you, but yeah, boy, you out? Go get that Mountain Dew, please. Um, and so I think it's just funny how things have like evolved Mm -hmm. as far as like arguments, because I honestly I can't tell you the last time we had like an argument where I was like, "I'm out." Nah, we ain't had that. Forever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm out. 
<laughs> I ain't never got to that point. And I think that, that that's because, like I said at the beginning of, like, and I think this is when you can kind of go back to the first question of, like, how to determine someone's the one of, like, at the end of the day, it don't matter how mad Derek make me or how frustrated he make me. At the end of the day, my first, my initial thought process is I can't lose my best friend. Right. But you know what's funny to me too? It just I just thought about it too. It's like I've watched like your mom get mad at your dad, mm-hmm. and your dad will irritate her by joking with her, messing with her mm-hmm. the whole night, mm-hmm. and then she just break. Yeah, she break there, and it's like it's all good again. Mm-hmm. And I know they have, you know, everybody has their their moments where they have serious arguments or whatever happens. But it just it's just always been funny to me when we're around and a situation like that happened. He like, yeah, I ain't still. Should be all right. <laughs> yeah, should be all right. <laughs> and then she'll always be like, right. I ain't gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but like like you said, that's just the friendship of it all. Too, but I think know? that's the friendship. Yeah, I think that you can always you can always go back and be like, man, I can't lose my friend. I think that's I think that's some profoundness that that allows your relationship to keep going. Definitely, I agree. So. What do you think about this episode, sir? I think it was great. Um, I'm glad we were able to finally put it out. Um, I'm glad I knew this would be a topic that we discussed. Um, but I'm just, I'm just more happy that we got it out because <laughs> <laughs> it was a long week, right? It was a long weekend, um, and so. um, just expect something from us um, coming soon again. We're trying to put them out each week. Yeah. Um, but of course, as life goes, we have. Birthday parties. Lord, we just be we passed that stage until mine, but um, don't remind. Me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to hear birthday coming up for a while. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we. I mean, we dedicated to this because it's twelve forty a.m. right now on, on a Monday. On a Monday, might I add, and we gotta work tomorrow. We gotta work tomorrow. But the thing is, we want to make sure this is something that we're consistent with. Um, it's something that we're not looking for any monetary value, but more so something to put out into the world mm-hmm. um, and hope that you, you, the listeners, are taking something from away it. from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even more so than that, I think it's therapeutic for us. Oh, yeah. You know for what sure. I mean? I think, you know, sometimes you'll hear people, I used to hear my, my grandmother say, you know, when I'm speaking to you, I'm really speaking into myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes the things that we talk about are things that we've already talked about, but it lets me know things that I need to go back and tell my girlfriend. And so like, um, things that I know I instill into my little brother, um, but things that I, uh, need to go back and reiterate cause he hard head and he need to listen a little more, you know what I mean? And so I, I think these are conversations that we have a lot, but, I'm hoping, and my and my hope, and my golden wish from this podcast is that people not only take something from it, but what's so dope to me is when people come back and say, you know, that conversation piece that y'all had on y'all podcast, me and my husband talked about that, right? Or me and my girlfriends talked about it, or me, I was able to talk to my little brother about stuff we ain't talked about. That is like the dopest reward, to right? Me. And we pay attention to the comments and. Um, the feedback that we do get from you guys on social media or text messages, it's amazing. Just I look at it as just like you took the time to listen because mm-hmm. our episodes be hitting on an hour. I don't know how long this is, but I know it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, over. So just to take the time to even listen and uh, provide that feedback is always dope to me. Um, 
and I hope you guys share questions and, and stuff that you want us to answer, mm-hmm. um, topics you want us to discuss, yeah. um, because we look for us to do this the long haul, and we're going to have some fun conversations, we're going to have some deep conversations, some uncomfortable ones, um, but overall, it's going to be love flowing through this podcast Either that you way. guys will be able to hear from us. Yep, so... We appreciate you guys for listening to the third episode of Real Love with the Lees. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.